Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on this Monday here on The Guy Benson Show. Please stay tuned. I'm on special report tonight on the panel along with Dr. Ben Carson, Mara Eliason, and of course, Brett Baer on set here at the D.C. Bureau. See you around 6 45 650 p.m. Eastern Time, Fox News Channel. GuyBensonShow.com, our website here, podcast free, on demand every single day. And producer Christine, we talked about this last week. You had a bit of a blow up on Mother's Day with your mother, which resulted in some words being exchanged and I guess threats about a nursing home and all sorts of stuff. So you guys decided that you were going to try again this weekend and have a happier Mother's Day the following weekend. So you had a week to cool off. How did Mother's Day 2.0 go? Uh, Much, much better than the original Mother's Day. Also, and I'm sure a lot of people out there could relate, uh, this time around my sister and my niece were there, and my sister, um, her and I are good, like if My mom's bothering her. I can interfere, you know, like I can run interference and vice versa. So she's like a buffer. Yes. And my sister even called me Friday night. She's like, why don't you pour a glass of wine and we can chat for a little bit. And she explained, you know, I have to have more patience. And, you know, basically like we're not going to fight tomorrow. It's, you know, Mother's Day. Like we are going to be nice to our mother. So, um, yeah, it worked out. It worked out. Does that mean that the grand scheme is back in place, meaning you sold your house to make a profit, (laughs) moving into an apartment for a period of time temporarily to then buy the forever dream house together with your mother and you all live under one roof together at some point down the line here. Is that (sighs) back in the cards or not so much still? So, oh gosh, I hope she's not listening. And they probably Bob shouldn't listen right now either. Um, I am permanently taking that off the table. Right, that's, but that was a key, that was a central element of this whole scheme, which was your scheme. You know what, guys? Sometimes you got to take a different direction, a road less traveled, as I like to call it. Mm. And uh, we're in some uncharted territories here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we are just going to navigate our own path, and that path is not going to be with Judgey Joyce in my home. We're going to figure something out. Of course, I'm going to take care of her uh, along with my sister. You know what? Maybe my sister could take her. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. But we were driving home from Mother's Day 2.0, and Megan said something about her living with us. And I said, no, Megan, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Oh, Your and daughter like, is still apparently under the impression that this is happening well, and you had to disabuse her of that notion, even though it's the notion that you, in fact, invented and came up with as the justification for the entire house-selling endeavor in the first place? I mean, it was 99.9% of my justification of selling the home. 
I remember. So that's why that, I'm bringing it up. Yeah, that's not happening anymore. Um, I'll have to figure out another plan. I'm just kind of just going with the flow. I'm. I don't know, guys. You know this about me. I'm a pretty easygoing, chill girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You Hold get on. The easygoing, on that chill, one. and girl. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you uh, <laughs> 27 Pinocchios on fire for that one. So, uh, nope, nope, no plan. Don't know what we're going to do now. Um, you know, life is a highway. One more thing before we go. You got a call earlier today. We were doing our planning meeting. You got a phone call from one of our bosses, and you had an exposure to COVID, so you had to stay away from the office for a few days, including today, and then you can test negative and come back. But based on, I guess, corporate policy, you have to wear a mask for a couple days, even after testing negative. And what was the suggestion that was floated to you? Well, let me just tell you, you never want to look down and see the number of your big, big boss, like your boss's boss calling you directly. It can never be good. So I, like a professional I am, answered the phone and said, hi, boss, what did I do? (laughs) And he explained Mm -hmm. to me the reason he was calling. It was not something I did. And he said, "Uh, today you can test out. And then tomorrow you will be here for the next five days. You know what mask on? And I said, you know, okay. And he goes, but for you. He goes, I, well, I think that maybe you should just make the masking permanent in the building. And I said, oh, you know, because of the numbers going up. And he goes, no, 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 I mean you specifically, just you. <laughs> maybe just... that will lower the tone a little bit because I can hear you. He, he claims he can. Now, you know where I sit and where he sits. Yeah, it's like 200 yards away. He claims he could hear me every day. He knows exactly when I get in. He knows who I'm talking to, when I'm getting a coffee. He claims he can hear me. He's like, your vo- I can hear your voice everywhere. Maybe 150 yards, like a football field and a half. That sounds about <laughs> right to me. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he could hear you. So he wants the mask really more as a muzzle is what it sounds like. And that is the boss's boss suggesting yeah. that. So, I mean, I found that <laughs> hilarious. And that's just Did a you- sort of sense of how Cookie has ingratiated herself with the entire team at Fox, where Uh, she's worked now for how long? 17 years. Yeah. I mean, look, we all know you very well. Hence, hence these types of suggestions. We hope everyone's fine. You know, there is a little blip and spikes here in COVID, and I know you were exposed. Why it was as well. So far, so good. And we wish anyone who's not feeling well uh, a quick and speedy recovery. But, Christine, do you have to wear the mask during the home stretch? Like when we are recording home stretches in these next few days when you're back in the office, does it have to come through a mask? I assume I can take it off for on-air purposes. I will have to get right, We can uh, double-check that. Yeah, let's just uh, yeah. let's pursue that and make sure we get the box checked on that because we don't want Christine getting into any trouble and having to wear the mask forever unless you think that might be a good thing, as apparently our boss's boss does. And I'm not totally opposed, even as someone who's skeptical of masking. This is not really a scientific diagnosis. This is more practical, which I think is something that I am at least willing to entertain. I'll think on it. I'll sleep on it. We're done here for the day on The Guy Benson Show. Back here, same time, same place tomorrow. Heading over to Special Report shortly. I'll be on late in the 6 p.m. hour on Fox News Channel for the panel. See you there. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a great night. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show.
Thanks very much for being here. Every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, so we're almost done for the day. If you missed any of the show, our podcast is free, on demand, right at your fingertips, 24-7, shortly after the show ends every day. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcasts.com, wherever you get your podcasts. So this story was interesting. From the Wall Street Journal, so we know who found this entry for today's topics, Quiet Wyatt, who reads the paper cover to cover in, like, the old hard copy edition every morning at 4.30 a.m. as soon as it arrives. He will chastise the delivery man for being late. It's like, it's 4.41, where have you been? In any case, the story in the journal is about major companies hiring someone into the position of chief happiness officer. You've heard of CEO. You've heard of CIO. You've heard of CFO. There are all these titles. Well, this is CHO, chief happiness officer. I guess to what? Make sure that the employees have good morale and people are feeling pleasant, copacetic back in the office after so many people were gone for so long due to COVID and all of the shutdowns and work from home stuff. So I guess this is a trend. And the trend was spotted by this newspaper, wrote up the piece. Am I getting this basically correct that it's just sort of like a morale boost person to make sure that the workforce is feeling good and is generally satisfied back in the office? Why am I? I only briefly skimmed the story. That is correct, Guy. Okay, thank you very much. It's very nothing but business there. For Wyatt. So our thought was, the whole purpose of this conversation was, what if not even Fox Radio, not even Fox News generally, what about Fox Corporate, Big Fox? What if they need a chief happiness officer? Could a certain member of our team perhaps apply for and get the gig? And of course, I'm referring to YY the Clown who would roam the halls, probably up in New York at headquarters, making little balloon figures for everyone. He pops in every day and makes a giraffe for Rupert. It's his favorite. I mean, I can see that. But if that weren't to work out, for whatever reason, I think it would be a slam dunk hire, what about cookie producer Christine, who we have described on this show as sort of like the resident court jester here? where sometimes I'll be sitting here behind the microphone on my throne. I'll summon her. She'll come dancing in. Big, fake grin plastered on her face, even if she's having a bad day. That big smile's there, even if there are tears trickling down her cheek, and she'll do some dances and some jokes, do some slapstick humor. And then if she's entertaining, she gets to live to see another day. Just to make sure that I don't extend my arm and then slowly pull the thumb down. And then it's off to the gallows. And we haven't come to that point yet here. Virtually speaking, of course, it's all just a a metaphor. We're not actually sending Cookie away. But what if she could serve in that capacity for the entire company? What if she could bring her special blend of joy, humor, and neuroses to all of Fox? Fox Nation, if you will. 
this is what we got talking about. And we wasted quite a lot of time on the phone call today, the planning call about this. Christine, are you preparing your resume? I think I could do this. But listen, I just looked it up. There are 10 main tasks that a chief happiness officer has to do day to day. I'm going to read them to you and you're going to tell me if this is something that I can do. I like this. I have not seen these because I did no preparation for this segment whatsoever. Go. Making sure employees feel valued. Oh, and I would like Wyatt to weigh in on this. I would say yes. I think you're good sort of as a hype person. The way this got started, by the way, is we were talking earlier about Gutfeld and how they have a hype person who gets the audience all amped up for the show. And you were saying, I think I could do that. And then Wyatt went back into his encyclopedic memory. And remember, this was the seventh story that he read start to finish in the journal this morning and said, maybe we can blend these two topics. We can merge them into a home stretch. So I would say yes on number one. Okay, next. Uh, Guarantee the basics. Uh, For employees to be motivated in their work, the first thing they need is good salary and good working conditions. I'd fight for you, anybody, to get good money. Yeah, my worry is you might start making promises that you can't keep. You're like, oh, yeah, they'll totally double your salary. And then you'll dance away. And then that person will feel all confident and call up HR and get laughed at. But isn't that a good thing? Like if I said, like, listen, if you work hard, you're going to make more money. Like it gives people hope. Hmm. I just think that expectations management might be important when it comes to happiness not just happiness in the moment but there needs to be a payoff too or else you'll have no credibility on the happiness front it's like Mm. oh she just feeds a a pack of happy lies then dances away you would be wearing a jester outfit by the way with that long sort of hat thing with a bell dangling from it yep oh you you they'd hear you coming not just your voice i'm not an elf in fact the bells no it'd be like an elf and the bells would come jingling towards you and then that could give people plenty of warning to like scatter, you know, and hide if they actually had to get work done. Okay, number three. Listening to employees. Um, They have, some companies have a happiness traffic light and they check in once a week with the employees to see, you know, what color they're at. And if they're having problems, I would listen to them. First of all, I hate that. Oh, I'm a yellow today. I don't like that. And I feel like you might get dragged down because you get very nervous about things. So someone could say, I'm having a red moment. For these reasons, I think it could affect your overall job performance because you would then start worrying about your own job and security and other totally unrelated things. Like, oh, you know, I'm really struggling at work because my parent is very sick with this rare disease. And you'll be like, okay, as you look down on your phone, start Googling WebMD for this disease because now you're convinced that you have it. As uh, my therapist Roy says, that's called spiraling. Yeah, oh, no, you're a spiraler. Thank you. You could be a chief spiraling officer. Make everyone feel better about themselves. You wear the same costume, by the way. It's the same It's the same uniform for both positions. I just made that up. All right, number four. We're never going to get through these. I let's, know. Let's, let's bang these out. Yeah, here, I'm just going to re- read the list, and then you tell me. Value day-to-day work. Five, you okay. grant freedom. Six, oh, support boy. growth. Seven, help manage time. Eight, create a positive work environment. Nine, encourage teamwork. And 10, empower employees. 
I think you could probably do most of those. Now, granting freedom, I'm not sure, because as we know on this conservative show, our rights come from God, not from government or cookie. So I'm not really sure if you're going to be granting freedoms. And I think that you could sort of, you know, there'd be a sense of camaraderie and unity around making fun of you. As we saw earlier this week, like the boss's boss called you and suggested that you wear a mask for the rest of time in the office, not for public safety or public health reasons, but just like a volume control measure. Right. You know what? Like and Wyatt was chuckling at that joke all the way up to seven layers above Wyatt. We all found that funny. Mm. You know what? I'm I'm about to be a yellow light right now. Oh, you got a yellow light? But here's the last thing I want to do is these are the questions that a chief happiness officer would ask an employee. So imagine I come to you, okay? Right. So hang on. I wish we had the little sound effect for the jingle bells. Walk in. Okay, here she comes. You try to quickly escape. You realize there's only one exit to the studio, and all of a sudden you're in the doorway. And so you're trapped, and then you ask what? Okay. First... I would say to you, hi, Guy Benson, you know, host of the powerful Guy Benson show. See, I'm motivating. I'm, I'm empowering you. Very, very empowering. Yeah. Um, in what mood were you in when you started work today? See, I would just literally have a sign that said green light, and I would just hold it up whenever you showed up. Like, see, we're done. Do we check the box? Um, no, because don't forget, the no, the chief, the CHO has to check in. So now I'm going to say to you as you're leaving, um, what mood are you leaving in today, Guy Benson, host of the big Guy Benson show? <laughs> I think I would just try to say green every single day. You wouldn't check on everyone. That's my there are job. Thousands of people. There's thousands of people at the company. Like, you have to go over, remember, you've got it for the whole corporate Fox. You got Fox Sports. You're out in L.A., 20th Century Fox. You're talking to movie stars. I mean, there's plenty of people. I think if we see you once a year at the Guy Benson show, we would be so blessed just to see you once a year. And then I'd probably, after I talk to them, I'd probably end with a joke. Would you like to know a joke that I would leave you with so you could chuckle? Yeah, let's, in fact, because we're out of time, so let's just leave us all with a joke and you're auditioning here, obviously. Okay. What is a pirate's favorite letter? Is it R? You might think it's R, but his first love is the C. See, there you go. It's it's a twist that no one saw coming. Wyatt is delighted by that joke. Wyatt threw his head back and laughed at that joke with a big clap. See, look at the joy you're already bringing. I made Wyatt, wore Wyatt happy. There you go. Yeah. The end. Yeah, Mic he drop. Forg- he forgot about Ukraine for just six seconds. It's very special. Chief Happiness Officer, Producer Christine, I don't know. We would hate to lose you. But if it has to be for the happiness of this company, then so be it. we got to run. Back here tomorrow. For the Guy Benson Show, same time, same place. Have a great night. Home stretch.
here on the Guy Benson Show, Wednesday edition. Off to Nashville, Tennessee tonight. I'll be doing the show from there the next couple of days out there for an event. Looking forward to being in the volunteer state. GuyBensonShow.com is our website. Podcast is always free. It's always on demand every day. GuyBensonShow.com, at GuyBensonShow on Twitter and on Instagram. Well, in this segment yesterday, which was really quite something if you missed it, you can go back on the podcast and enjoy it if you would like. Producer Christine was nominated for a position called the Chief Happiness Officer. Apparently companies are doing more of this now, and we thought maybe she could be an interesting candidate for such a position here at Fox. And so she decided to, I guess, seriously or tongue-in-cheek pitch it to our boss's boss in the hallway today. This, I believe, and Christine, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is the same higher-up who was the one who suggested recently that you continue to wear a mask forever just to try to keep the volume of your voice lower on the floor where radio occupies a lot of the space. I think it's the same person. So you approached him, and what was your sales pitch, and what was the reaction? How was the reception to Cookie as chief happiness officer? So um, he just kept walking. So I'm not, you know what I'm thinking? Maybe he just didn't hear me. Were so, you wearing a mask? No. Oh, I'm supposed oh. to be wearing a mask. Thanks. Don't get me in trouble. Uh, no, I was not wearing a mask. Because he was the same one who recommended that you always wear one, right? Yeah, just me, though. Not everybody else. No, I, I know. So clearly he heard you. That's that's the whole point. You're very easily heard. No, he he, he heard a little bit, and he just shook his head. My boss, and this, we're talking about a big boss here, you know, like my boss's boss. I'm not sure what... The issue is, but when he sees me, sometimes he doesn't say a word and just shakes his head and laughs and then keeps walking. And he I'm just not... starts laughing. Mm-hmm. Just seeing you, he starts laughing. Yes. See, you're bringing happiness already. I did mention the, the costume. Yeah, the mere sight of you causes laughter to break out. I don't think it's the proper laughter. I don't think it's the laughter that I want. That you want. Okay. So you didn't get a strong no on chief happiness officer, but maybe not an endorsement is what I'm hearing here. I feel, I know we'll probably get in trouble. I feel like we should call him right now. Don't you uh, think no. it'd be funny if we called him right now and asked him his thoughts? I do not. You can do that, and you can let us know how that goes. At no, some point, you I might mean, become chief unemployed officer. <laughs> I mean, for the show, come on, guy. You know, I, I think we're just going to let that lie. I'm willing to do a lot of interesting things here. I think borderline crank calling our bosses on the radio, that might be just a line of propriety that I'm unwilling to cross. That's just me. Why don't you ask him if he's up for doing the bit? Um, And he'll probably just walk past you. You obviously know I'm already ahead of you, right? He has not responded. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think that's our answer for now. Let's put a pin in it. And I don't want to kill the dream. The dream is still alive. Cookie as chief happiness officer. Although on the planning call for the show today, we had a chief unhappiness enforcer in War Wyatt. War Wyatt was on the war path about a rumor that he saw on Twitter that Costco was going to be raising the cost that has been set in stone for a very years for their hot dogs. Right? They sell these gigantic, and I will admit, good hot dogs at these kind of cafe things that they have at a Costco 
where they have giant sodas, huge slices of pizza, big hot dogs, and the hot dog has been, I think, a buck fifty forever. But because of inflation, there was a rumor that they were going to raise that price. And Wyatt was very upset about this. Now, number one, Wyatt, are you a Costco member and shopper? Yeah, very much so, yes. I, I love Costco. Do you spend your Saturdays, after you read the Wall Street Journal cover to cover starting at 4.30 a.m., do you then walk miles to your local Costco and spend the day browsing? You can have lunch with all the little samples they give out. Is that a typical weekend for you? No, but I do typically go on the weekend, but at least maybe once every other week or at least at the very most once a month. Wow. Okay, so you are a frequent shopper at Costco. I think we're members. We don't go nearly as much, although we have our big barbecue coming up, so we will be going ahead of that, although we can buy a little bit less booze apparently because producer Christine yet again is just snubbing us. She's like, oh, best friends, best friends, never invites us to her house and snubs most of the invites that she gets to go elsewhere, including this one yet again. She's going somewhere she doesn't even want to go. That's how best okay, friends we are. Okay, let's not say that on air. I, I'm just, that's my speculation. I'm not quoting you directly. Many people are saying unnamed sources close to Cookie have alleged that she may not be thrilled with the alternative, and yet she's going with the alternative. It's all I'm saying. So, Wyatt... You dug into this, and it turns out that the buck fifty hot dog price tag is not increasing. Is that right? Yeah, it was a it was a tweet that someone tweeted out to make it look like it was a news account when in fact it was not. And I saw this on several different accounts, people posting this. Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening! But it turned out it is fake news. So really, it's disinformation. See, on the day that they get rid of the disinfo board. Sweet Nina, can you imagine the musical production she could have turned the Costco hot dog story into? The disinformation that's been spread clearly by Republicans, because that's who she blames for everything. I think we could have a brand new TikTok video just about this. Maybe she would even do something as preposterous as wear a hot dog suit, like a whole costume of a hot dog to perform. Who would ever do a thing like that? Christine. Guy, can I speak up here for a second? You may. I, I'm not sure if I ever actually spoke about Justin, you might not know about this, um, but I once lost a bet and actually had to wear a full-on hot dog costume. <laughs> oh, she's so happy whenever there's I don't on like the call to talk today. about it a lot. <laughs> you love talking about it so much. You mention it any chance you get. Wyatt mentioned the Costco story on the call, and you're like, hot dog? Did someone say hot dog? Have I ever told you? And then you launch into the whole thing. Now, were you charging a buck fifty in the hot dog outfit for photos? Guy, <laughs> do you... no, what? no, I was not charging when I was in my hot dog costume. You that were taking photos sound... with strange. Wait, for free? You were taking photos for free in Times Square? Yes. Isn't that not how the whole racket works? No, but again, I'm bringing happiness to Times Square. Mm, I'm not sure anyone can really do that. But you were trying. Weren't you saying something to passersby, if I recall correctly? What was that? So I was actually buying hot dogs from the um, vendor, you know, the street vendors, and uh-huh. then I was holding them up and asking if every anybody wanted my wiener. Hmm. <sighs> Did you? Was that on the air? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No wonder you have no boundaries or limits. 
So we, we run a, a slightly tighter ship here at the Guy Benson Show. We're not doing any nonsense stunt like that. But we'll talk about it apparently monthly. It's like it's in your contract that it has to be slipped into the conversation at some point so you can let the whole world know. In fact, you had your new Twitter account, which debuted, I think, last month at Cookies Jar 1988. And initially you had a photo of yourself in the hot dog costume as your Twitter photo. And then you chickened out and got rid of it because you were worried that Trey Yinkst was going to judge you. Yes, I mean, I am a professional and a colleague of his, and I didn't want him to, you know, look down on me. But uh, I, what do the kids do tomorrow? It's Throwback Thursday, YY. Is that what they do? Maybe I'll uh, throw up that picture and, you know, hashtag yeah, it. Plus, Yingst has already seen it. Plus, if you're going to be chief happiness officer, you can occasionally trade in the jester costume for the hot dog costume. That seems perfectly reasonable to me. Wyatt, when you go to Costco on your weekly or bi-weekly pilgrimage, how many of the hot dogs do you buy and consume? One, or do you go two? See, I'm not a huge hot dog person For at Costco. I always get the pizza. The pizza is really, really good. Wait, so, yeah, why were you all up in arms about the hot dog going up if you don't even get it? Because it's a tradition, and we shouldn't break traditions like that. Like, it has been a dollar fifty for the longest time, and I don't care if inflation or not, it shouldn't it shouldn't change the fact that it's only a dollar fifty. Their hot dogs are big and they're good. They are better than their pizza, and you're from New Jersey, and you should know better. You never have their hot dog? I mean, I've had it before. They're also their um, Italian sausage sandwich is good as well. Is that more? Does that cost more? I think so, yes. They've also got those rotisserie chickens, too, right? For cheap. For four ninety nine. That's very cheap. Yep. Huh. I kind of want to go back to Costco now. Something that I never say. This is not an ad, by the way. We've just gone down this rabbit hole. Christine, do you have anything else to add? We're almost out of time. Yes, I'm not allowed to go to Costco. Uh, you've been banned from the chain nationwide? Because um, I will like something that I sample there. And then I'll make buy, Bobby buy it in bulk, and then I get sick of it and never eat it, and then we're stuck with it. That sounds exactly correct and on-brand, You want to, like on Kirkland brand almost, for cookie. Like, that totally tracks. So do you guys even have a membership anymore, or have oh, you just no, moved he, on? He, he does. Uh, I, I'm, I, I don't go. Bobby actually, oh, I, I don't even actually do any more food shopping. And this is a whole different topic, but Bobby tries to go food shopping at like seven in the morning when he knows I'm not up because Bobby feels that if Megan and I go, the bill doubles. So I don't actually do any of the grocery shopping in my home. Wow. All right. I feel like we need to hang on to that story and explore that further in a future home stretch because I have questions, but we don't have time for the answers. And it's another. Layer of the cookie onion, just getting slowly peeled back the banned from Costco and grocery shopping element of the mystery, the enigma that is producer Christine. Got to run. It's the Guy Benson Show. Back here from Tennessee, Nashville, tomorrow and Friday. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Have a great night. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Glad to have you all here. GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every day. I'm also going to mention this, as we do somewhat regularly, our social media handle. 
way you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. It's at Guy Benson Show. I sometimes cite my own tweets. Those are on my personal account, at Guy P. Benson. You're welcome to follow me there. But the show account is at Guy Benson Show. And we are tantalizingly close on Twitter to 10,000 followers just for the show as the show itself continues to grow as well. Last I checked, earlier this afternoon, we were, I believe, 21 followers shy of 10,000. And that number may have closed a little bit over the course of the program. Wyatt can check that for me. But we are very, very close. So how about this? If you follow at Guy Benson Show right now, Over the course of this final segment, we're going to try to push to and then blow past 10,000 followers. And if it turns out that you are follower number 10,000, we will have Wyatt keep track of that. Follower number 10,000 will get a follow from at CookiesJar1988, producer Christine's Twitter feed. She will not only follow you back on behalf of the show, she will shout you out on her Twitter feed. And I might even do the same on mine. And then we will mention you as a thank you on the air tomorrow. How's that? It's just a shameless plug. We're trying to get past 10,000. Let's go for it. We're so close, America. Although we have lots of listeners elsewhere. If you're international, go for it. At Guy Benson Show, give us a follow. And if you are number 10,000, streamers will fall from the ceiling, balloons... There'll be music, a special guest performance from Sweet Nina. It'll be amazing. But we will actually, in reality, have Christine follow you on Twitter, shout you out, and we'll mention you on air tomorrow. Christine, I did not mention this to you, but I assume you're okay with this. Um, Yeah, none of this was discussed. You know how I don't like that. Except it's a good idea, isn't it? Uh, So I have to follow this person now? Yeah, and and you have to give them a shout out. On the air, which we'll, which we'll do tomorrow. So you'll, Wyatt will figure out who the person is, number 10,000. You will follow them. You will give them a little hello to your Twitter followers, and then we will mention them on the air tomorrow. Shouldn't you do that? What this is going to be, this is a you production that I'm assigning you. Just oh, okay. on the air in front of everyone. Oh, well, thank you, and I look forward to this. Thank you. I, I was hoping to get some enthusiasm about this. Because there has been a point of emphasis about gaining social media followers and that sort of thing. I know that modern technology is not really your thing, but I don't know. I feel like people should be scrambling to get a follow from at CookiesJar1988. I remember when I got that notification, it was a thrill. Thrill of a lifetime almost, many people are saying. I feel like I'm being made fun of. Again. I don't think you. I don't think you are. I, I think I'm trying to hype up the crowd, trying to hype the audience. Usually, where's the chief happiness officer? I was hoping to get a strong assist here in the hype game. Instead, you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. You're like Debbie Downer. It's like you're supposed to pop out of a birthday cake to sing for someone, but in fact, you fall out of the cake because you're asleep. That's what this is feeling like. Better than that than drunk, right? I don't know, actually. Depends on how drunk, honestly. Is it like normal Saturday night 
Cookie drunk, or why is Cookie calling me at 11 p.m. drunk? Oh, that one. Right? There's, yeah. yeah okay, There's two that, different that types. One? Yes. There, there definitely are. There definitely are. <laughs> okay, let's why, not talk about this. I can talk to Roy about this tomorrow. Roy being your therapist, your yes. new therapist. Okay. And you can talk through the whole thing. Maybe you can talk about our 10,000th follower with Roy. Maybe That's it could be Roy. Maybe it could be Roy. Who's to say it wouldn't be? It's like, oh, congratulations, at ShrinkRoy74 for being Twitter follower 10,000, (laughs) at Guy Benson Show. So, Wyatt, you're all over this, right? You're going to find lucky number 10,000? I guess so. Wow, everyone here at the show is so excited about this. Dan, can you at least pretend that you're excited about this? I'm so pumped to find out who's going to be the 10,000 follower. I'm so excited. This is, you know, this is groundbreaking. Good. Okay. That was at least a somewhat believable lie. Dan gets a raise. Just kidding. I don't have the power to do that. <laughs> I do, though, he right? You would. Um, you have the power, what, to give Dan a raise? As the chief happiness officer, I can, I, I can say to Dan, I think you should get a raise. See, and this was part of our conversation, what was it, Monday or Tuesday when we had this home stretch about this position for you, the chief happiness officer. One of my concerns that I raised at that time was you would start making promises to people and leading them to believe that things were going to happen, promotions, raises, that kind of thing, that you actually didn't have the authority to deliver upon, which could end up rolling back the happiness that would be temporary based on a lie and turn into like a chief resentment officer. That was my concern, and it sounds like it was a valid concern. No, no, no. I'm just giving Dan hope. Dan, I really think you deserve more money. You should get a raise. Doesn't mean he's going to, but I I believe in him enough that he should. I do feel a little happier at the idea Mm. of it. See? (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, look, here's what I'm going to say. I can actually deliver on the promise that if you are a follower number 10,000 at Guy Benson Show, you will get a follow from Cookie, a shout-out from producer Christine, i.e. Cookie, and then we will mention you on air during Friday fun tomorrow. So there you go. We've flogged this thing even further to death, but I bet you it'll work. That's the thing. And then Wyatt can report to the higher-ups, ooh, look at this milestone that we've reached. If he can bring himself to bother to do that, given the level of enthusiasm we heard in his voice earlier this segment. I thought he would love this. Like, this whole scheme was really for YY the Clown to do this thing and achieve something that he's been talking about now for weeks. And he's like, well, I guess. Ugh. Didn't we have some other topic here? Oh, right, this vacation planning thing. I do we have... teased it. <laughs> we teased it before the break. What are you going to say, Christine? I do have to tell you one thing about promises. Uh, the producer for the Jimmy Fallon show lost a bet today. And he's actually following through with what he has to do. And when he told me this, I said, well, just don't do it. And he goes, I have to. Is it a hot dog costume in Times Square? Is that something you ever did, Christine, after losing a bet? (laughs) Well, one, he has to buy pizza for the entire newsroom, which to me alone, that's too expensive. I would just say, no, not doing it. And two, I got to tell him the story of the hot dog. Oh, what a joy that must have been for him. And then did you tell him the story about French onion soup? I sure, of course I did. Yeah. That was, look, justice delayed is often justice denied. But in this case, 
delayed justice was very, very satisfactory for those of us who meted out the justice, not so much for you, the person who finally had to do what you promised to do. And speaking of which, you don't get to follow back our winner of the follow contest at Guy Benson Show on Twitter. You don't get to do that a year and a half from now. You do it today or tomorrow because we have to name them on the air tomorrow. I'm just putting a deadline on it because that was our mistake last time with the French onion soup and the lost bet. You can go back in the archive and hear the backstory to that if you're interested. Christine, we're like kind of almost out of time here. What's this vacation planning story? So I'm sure you know who found this story, but it's out of the Wall Street Journal. And Okay, <laughs> say no more. Okay. And apparently there are companies out there that you can hire and you will pay X amount of money and they will plan a vacation for you, but you don't know anything. The whole trip from A to Z is planned by them, like your day-to-day activities, where you're going, your flights. You just hand over the money, and then I think it's either a day before or when you get to the airport, you get the tickets, like you open everything, and then you know where you're going. Okay. I will say this. Number one, no. Not interested. Number two, I understand the appeal. Because for a lot of people, they're busy, they're stressed, they want some time away, and the combination of someone else doing all the legwork, where they don't have to think, it's just, here you go, boom, itinerary, vacation, it's all been planned by someone else, that plus the surprise, the anticipation, and then you, I guess, like, open the envelope, oh, we're going to fill in the blank, I get that melding together into something that some people would love. I am just not one of those some people because I'm a type A planner. I have done surprise vacations for others that I have meticulously planned and then surprised them at the last minute. For example, when I took Adam to Paris to get engaged, which he did not know until I surprised him with that, which was an epic story, separate story for another day. We told it on the air back at the time in 2018. Maybe we can repeat it one day, but... I will say, if I do say so myself, it was a pretty, pretty good proposal situation. But he didn't even know that we were going internationally. He had no idea what the destination was. I gave him conflicting clues. His friend made sure that I had his passport. And then on the way to the airport, he found out we were going to Paris. And that was very exciting for him. It was exciting for me because I loved being part of the surprise. I also loved the control of picking all the things. Where are we going? Where are we staying? What are we doing? Plus, I had this big event in mind as well. So I love being on the other side of a surprise generally. And because vacations are so precious to me and actual time off, I travel a lot, but actual time off, I really want to be able to plan what that looks like. For me, my family, my friends, what have you. That's sort of where I come down on this. But I can see how there would be a market for this. Christine, I'm going to guess you are also a no on going after this particular service. I am a complete no, but one person. Actually, why did I discuss this? There's only one person, I think, in my life that I would let do this. And do you know who that person is? it's, It's me. That's my best friend. Yeah, well, let's let's not get carried away, but it's definitely me because You know that I have good taste in things, good taste in food. 
I have not led you astray when we have traveled together for work-related things. So I am honored. This is actually a very high compliment. Wyatt, would you do this? Would you want someone to plan the whole thing and then just spring it on you last minute? 100% yes. It's like a bucket list thing of mine. I, I would even go as, as far as to say that I would, I would just want to show up to the airport with my passport and let the ticket agent pick where I'm going to go and, and kind of just go from there. Whoa. Or someone is like, just chloroform me, knock me out, and wake me up in the middle of the flight. And I have to ask people, where are we going? That's maybe a bit much. So you are one of the people who's like, yes, I love this idea. Go for it. So it's two to one against, Dan, are you a yay or a nay? I'm with Wyatt. I'm okay with it. I would let someone plan it for me, where I'm going, what I'm doing. I haven't been too many places in my life, so I would would welcome it, um, and I would do it. We're all tied up here. Wow. They pulled their goalie. They got the equalizer. It's two to two. I guess in sudden death overtime, this question will be determined maybe by our 10,000th follower. Maybe they get to break the tie. I don't know. We'll find out who that is, why it will very excitedly report that information to us any moment now, and we'll let you know tomorrow. Back here for the Friday edition of The Guy Benson Show from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Guy Benson. Thank you for listening, and have a great night. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. On this Friday, we are almost there, almost at the weekend together. Thank you for listening. GuyBensonShow.com is our website. The podcast is free of charge on demand every day, including on the weekends with Bonus Benson. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we mentioned at the start of this 5 o'clock Eastern hour every day that it's sponsored by the Finnish Long Drink. They bring us the happy hour. And we always give you the website, thelongdrink.com. And I've been teasing now for weeks about the expansion of this product, which is delicious. We remind you that it is alcoholic, so 21 plus only, always drink responsibly, all that good stuff. And I've been saying they're going to be entering new markets, new states, and we've been telling you some of them as those announcements roll out. But this has been a huge blitz recently. And so I wanted to bring in one of our friends from The Long Drink who joins us from our studios in New York. Evan, who's one of his co-founders, has been on the show. He's a friend of mine, Evan is. I've met Sakari, who is with us now, one of the other co-founders of The Finnish Long Drink. He is himself Finnish. And Sakari, great to have you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Guy. Good to be here. So before we get into the expansion and how people can find The Long Drink near them, What's your background? I mean, as I mentioned, you're Finnish. This is a huge popular beverage and has been for decades, Finland. It's something that Americans really until the last few years probably had never heard of. What brought you into this fold where you and your co-founders figured out and decided, let's take this wildly popular product in your home country and bring it here? Well, you know, it's a pretty long story. Back in the day... uh, I was doing my study abroad here in the U.S. with a couple of my friends, and we became friends with Evan, who you mentioned before. And, uh, you know, long story short, we hung out in the U.S. for for a while and, and went to some parties in different places. And then we brought him to, to Finland, visit us over there, and, you know, showed him a good time in Finland, which, of course, includes sauna that we also invented, <laughs> as well as eating reindeer and swimming in the frozen sea and and obviously drinking a lot of long drinks. So 
you know, at some point he started asking, okay, what is this drink? Why are we just not having beer or something? And then we said, well, this is long drink. This is what we like to drink. And um, yeah, long story short, we started looking into it. We realized that it does not exist in the U.S. In Finland, we have dozens of different brands, but no one ever brought it here. So that's when we figured that, well, let's give it a try and, and start working towards that. And here we are um, four years later now, I guess and expanding nationally so it's pretty exciting times for us no it's it's amazing and the thing is so i'm friends with evan independently and he was telling me when we first met years ago oh i'm starting this new alcoholic beverage company and it's based on this finished product that they love over there and it's really hard to describe but you've got to try it and he was on me for months and we would hang out he's like oh we got to go get some long drink and finally i was like okay Fine. Let's go do it. He's like, there's uh, there's this bar for sure near your hotel. It's on our list. They distribute it there, so let's go try it. And I was very prepared to smile and <laughs> nod and say, oh, yes, this is very good. Yeah. Congratulations. Good luck. Um, and, and then just never have it again. And then I tried it, and my response was extremely positive. I said, yeah. I have not tasted this before. This is absolutely delicious. I've been a fan for years, long before you guys sponsored part of our show. Or some folks in the audience might be saying, how much did Long Drink pay for this segment? Zero additional dollars. Like, I wanted to do this because I really enjoy the product, and uh, we get it at our house. We've got a barbecue coming up Memorial Day weekend where the Long Drink will be featured. All right. You mentioned the expansion. So... It started in just a handful of states, I remember, four or five, something like that. Just rough memory here. And you were just telling me during the break, you are now up to 38 states, and there are more to come soon, if I recall correctly. What are some of the new states that you guys have been adding? Yeah, so 38 states, I actually checked that two days ago. So might be already old news, but... Give or take. Uh, some of the newer states, you know, we went live in Wisconsin. Uh, I think you said you're in Nashville, so we just launched Tennessee a few few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, New Mexico, um, Maryland, Delaware, D.C. Those just launched like this week, so we might not have that many stores or bars yet, but slowly and steadily. Michigan went live pretty recently. Uh, uh, New Hampshire, Maine, you know, it's it's all over the place. So yeah. it's, it's, and it's pretty exciting for us, of course. People can go to thelongdrink.com. They've got a map, so you can plug in your zip code, yeah. and it'll show you where it's sold near you. And in some of these places, they are rapidly expanding. In fact, it's so quick that they are still trying to backfill all the places where this long drink is now available. So if you heard your state just mentioned, there are many others that are also launching. You can go there and... If you don't see it immediately, try again in a week or two because they're just updating it constantly. And I know there's a, a few other states in the pipeline. Evan's told me about that, which is exciting. You guys have had success. I was talking to one of your colleagues about cracking into the top 10 in America within your category, which is a ready-to-drink, like prepackaged, premium liquor-based beverage. You guys are in the top 10, and that was last year when you had a fraction of the states that you have now. So yeah. I would imagine with the distribution so much wider, so many more people in our audience able to get it. In fact, I got a message, let me just pull this up, from a listener literally yesterday on Facebook who said, hey, just had my first long drink, and you were right. It was delicious. 
I heard the story behind the beverage from a friend and thought it would be cool for you to share with your audience. So I get messages like that all the time. For better or for worse, people associate me with the long drinks so they want me to know <laughs> when they're drinking it, and I love that. Yeah. And so, you know, you guys, I would imagine, looking ahead and projecting more growth, if you were in the top 10 in this category with, let's say, I think it was around 17, 18 states. That's right. If you are more than doubling that in terms of a footprint, the long drink is going to probably really take off, I guess, would be a pretty reasonable conclusion here. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously our hope, and, and uh, the signs are showing good good numbers so far from the new states, and, and the summertime is our key time of the year. Um, between May and September, we sell yep. we sell a lot of the cases that we sell throughout the year, so, so this is definitely the key time, and this is also why we wanted to get all these new states uh, ramped up and ready to go for the summer, so then, you know, when people want to do their barbecue or or a boat trip or golf or whatever you might want to do, picnic at the park. Or, you know, I, I like to go downhill, ski, downhill skiing with this. Um, so throughout the year, it works <laughs> yeah. perfectly. <laughs> no, it's, it's especially good, I agree, in the warm yeah. weather. And that's why we're doing our summer kickoff barbecue Memorial Day weekend with the long drink. And you guys are generously sponsoring the party. And we have been telling all of our friends about it now for years and everyone on our staff here at the show has tried it and enjoys the long drink i do have to ask you sakari about this because i was watching an nhl playoffs game the stanley cup playoffs the other night uh-huh. and i saw on the boards and the advertisements that they have along the ice there was something calling itself a long drink that they were advertising it is one of your new competitors and i looked it up and it seems to me that it's not really actually a long drink based on the ingredients, but they're trying to call it a long drink to the extent that you want to. Tell us about the competition. Obviously, you're doing well enough that some of the other big players in the industry are saying, oh, maybe we need to play catch up and get in on this. What's the difference between the OG, original, authentic finished long drink, which sponsors this show, and then some of the imitators that we're seeing out there now? Yeah, so that's, you know, that's pretty, um, I think it's a big compliment for us that the big companies are seeing that long drink is making waves in the U.S. And as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, long drink is a category of alcohol in Finland. So if you go to a grocery store in Helsinki, for example, uh, you have the beer aisle, but then next to it you have a long drink aisle with many different brands. So to us, this is pretty exciting that, uh, you know, other companies are coming and starting to advertise the category of long drink and we think that this you know the high tide kind of lifts all boats uh, so when a big publicly listed company makes their own version and they start to promote it heavily then that we see that that helps us as well on the long run but yeah as you said it's not really a long drink because it's made with um, malt liquor meaning it's technically a beer and uh, what the difference is is that the taste suffers because we our product has a super crisp taste because it's made with distilled spirit. It's actually liquor-based. And uh, this other competitor is made with technically beer, malt. So, but that's yeah, I mean, it's, it's a positive that's thing very, for us. Very magnanimous of you to say, like, oh, yes, we, we welcome the competition. This is very good news. But also, it's not the same. It's malt <laughs> liquor. We have premium liquor. I think that's the key because people yeah. might see it and say, oh, I heard long drink on Guy's show. Is this it? And unless it's the finished long drink in the blue can or the white can for 
zero sugar or the black can for an extra kick of that liquor. Um, it's a very distinctive branding. The logo is very distinctive. That's the real deal. The other ones aren't. And, you know, it's nice that more people are hearing about it and perhaps they will hear about Long Drink, then try yours and say, oh, wait, this is actually much better. That is my humble opinion yeah, that's on all of this. As well. yeah. Now, I have to ask you last question, uh, Sakari, before we go. We're almost out of time. For the interview, I'm in Nashville. You're up in New York. I know that Christine, my producer, was extremely hopeful that you were going to arrive in the studio with just arms filled with cases of long drink for her. Did you, in fact, bring any long drink for Christine, <laughs> or she going to have to go buy some in New Jersey? No, I came with, uh, with the Metro, so unfortunately I did not have my car with me this time, but I'll make sure that someone from our team in New York comes by. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also fine because Christine can just plug in her zip code in New Jersey, thelongdrink.com. I think she knows where it's sold near her because she's purchased it multiple times before. Dan's done the same thing in New York. And Wyatt, Quiet Wyatt down in D.C., it is now in Washington, D.C. and in Maryland. And we'll see if they might be completing the DMV area sometime very soon. Hint, hint, from what I hear. Very soon, Sakari, very soon. a lot of fun chatting with you. Great to have you come in. I just want to say we're just so grateful to have you guys as a very loyal sponsor now for years, which is crazy. We launched the sponsorship right before the pandemic, yeah. literally the week before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And uh, we're going strong. You guys are growing by leaps and bounds. And to any extent that we're playing even a, a small role in that, uh, that's awesome. We're proud of it. It's a great partnership here. And so to you and your co-founders and, and Evan and the whole crew over there, congrats on all the success and let's keep it rolling. Thanks, Guy. And always a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, hopefully we see you live soon. Absolutely. Let's do it in person. That's Sakari from The Long Drink, thelongdrink.com, our sponsor here on the happy hour on The Guy Benson Show. Sort of a fun way to ease into a weekend that's going to be a very hot weekend in a lot of places around the country. And hot weather plus ice cold long drink is, I think, a key formula for a very fun, successful weekend for those of us 21. Plus, always drink responsibly, thelongdrink.com. And with that, we are done. The weekend has arrived. So go crack one open. Go have a fun, relaxing time. We are back here on Monday, same time, same place, for The Guy Benson Show. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.